Welcome, everybody. Filibuster Freestyle. We got an old school topic we're bringing back. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nominations are out. 2021 class. There might have been a 2020 class. I'm pretty sure there was. We might have even done a podcast about it. Clearly, there was no performance. Ipso facto, hashtag COVID-19. So we're going to bring it back. We're going to bring a bunch of people in. We got Cindy Harrington somewhere around here. Hi. She's in the background right now. Uh, Dan O'Brien, live from Philadelphia. Roscoe P., live from the Pioneer Valley, a.k.a. Western Massachusetts. So, you know, we got the Northeast covered. We're going to hit the theme song, and then we're going to just talk all kinds of Rock Hall nominees. Got a really eclectic mix this year. Some people who probably should already be in. Some people who are already in for other acts they were part of earlier in their careers. All kinds of stuff to talk about. So, again, rate, review, subscribe to the pod, wherever you get your pods, and always check us out. On the web, filibusterfreestyle.com. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster Watch freestyle. Watch out for the filibuster. Filibuster. Freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. It's the filibuster freestyle. Filibuster freestyle. All right, theme songs in the books. Welcoming in, as I mentioned on the brief intro, Dan O'Brien from Philadelphia. Dan, how are you? Very well. How about yourself? Fantastic. I'm excited Great. to hear about um, Iron Maiden from you later. Uh, apparently, yeah. apparently, one of your first dates with the lovely Dara Richie O'Brien. So we'll, we won't get yeah. into that. Nearly well, 20 years ago today. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Roscoe P joins us from the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts. How are you, Roscoe P? I'm just happy that Cindy's on because as all of filibuster freestyle. Uh, Global Enterprise knows this show is much better when Cindy is co-hosting. Oh wow, what a compliment! Thank you. We're oh, not. That's just, that, that's just, a, that's just fact. Cindy's <laughs> not the actual <laughs> judge. Cindy's not the actual committee of the Rock Hall of Fame. There's, there's no sway. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's Alre- good. already shots fired at the host. Right? Yeah, <laughs> good, good lord. That's, that might be a new record. What was that? In eight seconds. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Standing eight count already. Okay, and then Cindy Harrington, welcome to the show. It's Hello. much better when you're here. Oh, thank you so much. Glad to be here. I also feel that way. That's really nice. <laughs> Too but, late. Too yeah, late. Yeah. Way, way after the fact. <laughs> anyway, so we've got an important job tonight. It's a job that all of us have done in some way, shape, or form over the years of this show. We've done several inductee nomination talks. We've broken down several performances. Obviously, last year we didn't get any performances because of covid My guess is this year they'll find a way to pull the show off because essentially we're finding a way to pull all kinds of things off now here a year end. But what a interesting kaleidoscope of people being nominated this year. 16 feels like a lot, probably because maybe they missed last year in terms of a performance. Does 16 feel high to anybody? Does anybody want to weigh in on that being a lot of choices? Seemed like a lot to me. Seemed like more than we've had to sift through in the past. And also not only a lot, but it's just it's a weird collection that is just kind of hitting me where I don't live. Mm. I mean, like, I, I know a lot about a lot of kinds of music. I, I know very little about most of the people on this list, to be, to be honest. But, yeah, uh, that's, that's, a, like, that's, that's the best part about... Taste, but I, yeah. yeah, that's the best part about these <laughs> hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame arguments, though, too. It's like it forces you to do it. Well, it doesn't force you. If you're a nerd and there's nothing better to do, it forces you to do a, a deep dive on people be like, oh, my God, I didn't know they sang that song or whatever. Um, that's why, I, and it's the most subjective thing in the world. There's absolutely zero statistics to back any of the, what we're going to talk about up. It's all completely feel, um, and it just makes it 
ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and so this, stupid, but like so fun. Yeah. And that's why we've really got like our fourth and a half annual version. And Cindy, I mean, do you think it's a lot, first of all? Yeah, completely. Uh, fair. Okay. Yeah. So agreed. So number one, for those listening, stop everything you're doing, unless you're driving. Go to the vote.rockhall.com to vote for the nominees. Right now, as of actually two days ago, so not right now, as of two days ago, Oh, wait, are these live time stats? Yes. From the crack research team? Holy cow. As of right now, the top five in votes by fans. Number five is Carol King. Number four is Iron Maiden. Number three are the Foo Fighters. Number two is Tina Turner. Number one, Fela Kuti, which hold on to your ass on that one. I got a story for you on that. Uh, I got to come right out and come clean and say I have no idea who that is. (laughs) Roscoe P., you're going to love it when I explain to you how I know who that is later, but we're not going to do it yet. That's called a tease. But we also know how much uh, uh, the the Rock Hall gives a uh, crap about the fan vote after. In fact, wasn't I having this argument? At our wedding 13 months ago. Yes. Were we doing the same thing about when I was talking about Dave Matthews' band? Dave Matthews' band won the fan vote. Didn't get numb, didn't get in, and uh, that, nominated this year. Right. Well. Right. Exactly. Well. So, and, and our, our good friend uh, Larry Ricciardi's wife Christina, not a fan of uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, not letting Dave Matthews in. So, totally fair. He's gonna burn it to the ground. Absolutely. We. <laughs> it's a good thing there was COVID, maybe, because I don't know that the Rock Hall would have made it physically out of 2020 if Christina had gotten her hands on Cleveland, Ohio, in Cleveland, in protest. Anyway. So that's the top five. Other people are in there, but but so let's let's start here. 2017, I wrote this about two of the artists that were nominated in 2017 that didn't get in, and I forget if it was Roscoe as a guest or Dan as a guest. But I said this about Rage Against the Machine, and I was dead wrong on my take, which was they're too original, too politically relevant, and too talented to be left out. They invented rap, hard rock, and nobody's ever really touched them in any way. Totally wrong about that. They did not get in. Um, but I also wrote Tom Morello is a handsome Vin Diesel, and he is. So, you know, split the vote. Uh, if you look at Tom Morello, he looks like Vin Diesel would if Vin Diesel was handsome. Dan O'Brien's not buying it. And skinnier? Is Vin Diesel a handsome Vin Diesel? <laughs> no, Vin, Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel. Tom Morello is a better looking Vin Diesel than Vin Diesel. Okay. But it's not about this, guys. So, the, the second thing. This is awesome. This is how I win. No. Um, LL Cool J, this is what I wrote about him three years ago, four years ago. Crap. LL Cool J did more for hip hop than most, almost anybody. He helped make it commercially viable. He pretty much invented the slow jam with I Need Love. Uh, going back to Cali, who do you love? Doing it. Mama said knock you out. Murderers row at jams. Plus, around the way girl, head sprung. Hey, lover, phenomenon, rock the bells. And I wrote, my goodness, he's greatness in a can, and he's been a TV star for more than 20 years. Unfortunately, LL Cool J, you didn't get in then, and Jay-Z's in here now, and Jay-Z has done a thousand times more for hip-hop than you have, which sucks to be you, LL Cool J. That's my only hot take of the night, I think. How do y'all feel about that? LL Cool J is no shot this year. No, not at all. Nor should he. I mean, maybe down the line, I guess. But, I mean, he hasn't done anything relevant in since 1993. I'm looking right now. Mama Said Knock You Out came out in 1990. And the years 1985 with radio to 1990 with Mama, Mama Said Knock You Out, he was fantastic. Yes. 
fantastic, undeniable. Yes. One, one of the greats. Um, and then has just put out absolute dog do in <laughs> 1993. Um, That's the name of his greatest hits collection. <laughs> absolute dog do. He could, he could do a he could do a double album greatest hits based on those first five years. Yes, because they were so good. Um, but I feel like the last seventeen years of his career detracts from those first five. Right, and that's going to keep and him out for probably a little longer. Eventually, they'll get him before he dies. But uh, you know, yeah, um, he's too good to not get in. But really bad luck getting nominated up against someone not up against. But Jay Z is going to take that that vote if it even gets in. Roscoe. Uh, he okay. wouldn't want to get in this year with Jay-Z because he wouldn't want to either precede or follow Jay-Z on the stage. That's fair. Roscoe, where, where I, I'd imagine you, you've got a lot of respect for LL. Um, where do you come down on the, the thoughts that LL is really, is it a really bad year to get nominated for him? Uh, I mean, well, let me say first, I agree with both of your takes on LL and Rage Against the Jay. I don't think your takes were wrong. I think the Rock Hall was wrong. I think both of them should. Totally. I think everything you said is exactly right. I think, in a, like, I understand the reality is that with Jay-Z and LL Cool J, they're not going to put both in in the same year. But that's nonsense. It's stupid. Like, yeah, totally stupid. Like, in a perfect world, we're going to evaluate everyone on their own merits. Correct. Right? Either you get it or you don't. It can't be like, LL Cool J can't get in because we already got the rap guy. This rap guy is better than this and the other rap guy. Like, that shouldn't be a, a factor at all. But I think in real life, we understand that in itself. Um, right. If it's one or the other, I believe it's going to be Jay-Z. But I, I think LL certainly has... As a place, and I'm excited to hear uh, Dog Do Two, the great <laughs> <laughs> Dog Do Two. Nothing about Jay Z. We'll get to Jay Z, but like, the, you know, so Dan makes the point about LL's uh, early career certainly being much better than later. But the dirty little secret of hip hop, which I think I may have, you know, I kind of sneak into our conversations here, is that Jay Z hasn't really been good since like the Black Album, which was, you know. 2003, the Black Album. Came. Like he's still around, still doing it. But like now, he's got enough before, up until that point where yes, he's Hall of Fame worthy. But like, when was the last time that Jay Z did something you're like, wow, that's really good? Yeah, but he's got those one-off verses that he'll jump on though. Yeah, that, those are, they're like okay. Like, well, he had a banger with Justin Timberlake a couple years ago that really blew up. Was he good on it? Yeah. Well, when you say good, I mean not in the way that you evaluate sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Like Roscoe P evaluates it on a whole different level than most people. Yeah, and he was on Drunk in Love with Beyonce, and that was also a huge, huge hit a couple summers ago. I'm not uh, questioning the commercial appeal. Yeah, I'm just saying like, yeah. is he good at rapping anymore? I mean, like Cardi B is massively popular, and my eight year old niece is a better rapper than Cardi B. Zing. Oh, <laughs> really let it rip there. Uh, all right. Well, that's fair. And I, I think the best point made so far is that you shouldn't have to say, oh, these people are like the same genre, so we have to pick. But we're actually going to do that later because I do agree that that's exactly what happens. Like the the list a couple of years ago, I remember like the, my, fav, my fav, five favorite artists all didn't get in because they were all like... Two original or two like each other, but then the 9,000th best 70s rock band gets in because, hey, oh, the faces, the no faces, Ronnie Wood's in for the third time. Anyway, I digress. Okay. I have a quick question. Please, yeah, I was going to bring it to you anyway. So uh, do you think that the fact of who can perform when they used to have the concerts for whoever was getting inducted plays a part into the voting at all? No. I don't think it does. Okay. I think it should. 
It, I don't think it never. I don't think it ever has in the past because the only reason that a band wouldn't do it is if they were dead. I think recently that hasn't been the case because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't have the cachet that they thought that they've had. They've enjoyed the last 10, 20 years. Right. Okay. So, so you have people like Janet Jackson not performing, which we still never really got. Oh, heartbreaking though. I mean, yeah. I, I'm still upset about that, and I didn't get a, a good. I mean, she was there at a table, watching people do her songs. Yeah. Meanwhile, Stevie Nicks, 20 years her senior, is crushing the stage. Murdering the show. Opening the show, murdering it. Right. Which, yeah. which is fantastic. So let's let's run through some... Let, all right, let's do this next. I want to talk about who do you you all think is going to get in that you want to get in. Okay, we'll do that first. I want to break down the matchups later, but I want to... Who we want to get in or who we think is going to get in? Yeah, I asked you both things. So I, I want to go with who you want to get in. Who we want to get in. Yeah, yeah. So, Cindy, who do you want to get it? Who are your five? My five are Carol King, Natch, <laughs> Foo Fighters. Okay. I understand how they might be some controversial. Uh, Tina Turner, Jay Z, and Shaka Khan. Okay, got it. Dan O'Brien, who are the five that you want to get in? Uh, uh, my five, I, I keep them. Who I want and who I think are the same thing because. Oh. Um, Look at you. Uh, well, no, it, it's the same thing just because my 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 word should be the law, and that's why I, <laughs> um, I just assume. Uh, so top five in no particular order. Rage Against the Machine, Tina Turner, Jay-Z, Dionne Warwick, mm. and this is a surprise, Fela Kuti. Fela. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Sneaking ahead <laughs> of the Foo Fighters. In the last week, based on the last album the Foo Fighters released just a week ago, that dropped them out of the top five. Mm. Uh, mm. Okay. Sometimes less is more, guys. Less is more. It, yeah, speaking of dog good. Right. Roscoe P., yeah, who's your five that you would like to see get in? Uh, the only one I will mention that has not been previously mentioned is Hello Cool J, because I'm not going to play the game of only putting one rapper in. So I will go with both Hello Cool J and Jay-Z. Plus, Rage Against the Machine, Tina Turner, and Shaka Khan. Nice. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, I feel like I might be, like, I have a hard time remembering what are the Shaka Khan songs and what are the Rufus songs, and I feel like I'm conflating. I know she's been nominated. She's been nominated for both, right. So I I almost feel like I'm including the Rufus stuff, which I don't know if that's fair or not, but... Um, I think it's fair. I'm sticking her in there as my favorite. I think until she gets in with Rufus, you can count her work with Rufus as a part of her body of work. Um, all right. So my five that I think should get in, Jay-Z, Tina Turner, Rage, Dion Warwick, and Fela Kuti. Wow. So we got a lot of we got a lot of similarities. We got a we got a few doubles up, double ups. Um, all right. Let's Let's go with Tina Turner off the table. Like, there's nothing to talk about, right? Like, that is the no-brainer of no-brainers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't – yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I would say this. Tina Turner, eight Grammys, 25 nominations, three-time Grammy Hall of Fame awards. How do you get that three times? Because she's great. And a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, by the way, she's also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already for Ike and Tina, which she carried because Ike ain't going to get in the Hall of Fame on his own. So – yeah, Roscoe's right. Tina Turner's in. Welcome to the party. How has it taken this long? That's total BS. Now so she'll be she'll be the second woman to get in twice behind Stevie Nicks. Yep. Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're right. Tina Turner, if she doesn't get in, 
absolute miscarriage of justice. Shut the doors. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. So let's talk Carol King. I know this is going to go in a couple directions. Uh, Cindy. Yes. Big Carol King advocate. Yes. Step up to the mic. Let's talk about it. All right. I think, well, so Carol King's already in. She uh, as a songwriter, is a songwriter, which is also kind of a no-brainer. The amount of songs that she's written, you know, she wrote The Locomotion. Uh, so that's kind of crazy. That's been remade like 10 times. Right. Anyway. Irrelevant to this discussion, Cindy. <laughs> All right, Dan. Great um, songwriting credits. Doesn't count here. Sure, sure, sure. So I understand if maybe you think her artistry and her songwriting are different, but her debut album, Tapestry, it topped uh, the U.S. charts for 15 weeks in 1971 and stayed on the charts for more than six years. And it held the record for most weeks at number one by female artists for more than 20 years. Um, she also was uh, won a Grammy for You've Got a Friend, which was obviously made more famous by James Taylor. But she was the first woman to win a Song of the Year at the Grammys. And that album is number 36 on the Rolling Stones' top 500 greatest albums of all time. All right. And I think the woman's 79. She's already in it. Just give it to her. She deserves it. She feels the earth move under her feet. Yes. We all know a Carole King song that is popular, that gets stuck in our heads. I think she deserves to be in there. Carol? I, I- Go ahead. Go ahead, Kev. Uh, I was just going to say, my retort. Yeah, because I was going to say, you got re- got to retort from Dan O'Brien. So. Hit me, Dan. Uh, I feel that Carol King should be a pillar, a cornerstone of the Songwriting Hall of Fame, which she is, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. She is in the pantheon of the best. She should be celebrated as, you know, she should be in the first class. She's great. Um, the fact that she put out a great album 50 years ago is not worth getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm just saying that's her cornerstone. She's obviously done a lot of stuff since then. She, uh, she was prolific in the 70s. Yes. Was it better than marginal? Not in this uh, single person's uh, <laughs> I don't think she's done anything of note since 1971 in, oh. the, in the singing, rock and roll singing. In songwriting, she's been doing that all over the place before, during, and since Tapestry. But she hasn't, as a performer herself, uh, I don't think it's there. I don't, I don't think Tapestry was, uh, uh, it was like Frampton Comes Alive, you know? Like everybody had it in the 70s. Everybody knows it. We all know it today. Some of the songs hold up. Uh, but since then, it's been a lot of strikeouts, in my opinion. Did, did you guys know that she wrote You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman? Yeah. She's cra- it's crazy. She was cranking out songs. She wrote Up on the Roof. Up on the roof. She's got a little bit of that Bob Dylan complex that I wrote an awesome song and here's somebody else going to sing it and make it better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Roscoe, where do you, do you, have, do you have any Carol King takes? I have a Carol King stat. I like to bring the stats to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Carol King has written or co-written 118 songs that have appeared on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. Correct. That's awesome. And that is why she is a cornerstone of the, the singer-songwriter yeah. Hall of Fame. How little, many has she performed? I don't know. She, she, <laughs> less Four. than not, not 118 of them. <laughs> um, she feels a little bit like in baseball you have like these stat accumulators, like the people who just play for a really long time. So these pitchers who play for, you know, 
25 years and get however many thousand strikeouts just because they've been around for a long time? I don't know. My take on, I think, like, I don't really, I was going to ask, we've had a couple examples, like, what's a song that Carol King wrote that you go, oh, wow, she wrote that? I think Natural Woman's probably the best example, it sounds like. Is that, the, is that the one, Cynthia? Is there a better one? Like, you, like, uh, I mean, you've got a friend won the Grammy. James Taylor, yeah. All right. And none of these things count in the discussion about her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame qualification. Yeah, I mean, my take, when we were texting about her, I went and listened to a couple of her songs, and the first thing that popped into my head, I think it's just it's what Gavin said about the Bob Dylan thing. The first thing that popped into my head, the first two songs I listened to were like, wow, these songs would be a lot better if a black person was singing. Like, that's what they, that's what they sounded like to me. And, uh, uh, and maybe that's the, that's the bill. Like her, she writes really good songs that are better when somebody else performs them. Yeah. And, it's Bob, well, the Bob Dylan syndrome for sure. Right home, babe, not the rock and roll. Got it. Know, a lot of stats there. She might, but of, you know, she's trending top five right now. I mean, I could see her getting the reverse Dave Matthews treatment where, uh, to Cindy's point, she's 80. <laughs> she's got stats and she's got fans. Like she's got fans. Right. Or, yeah. But, you know, tell that to Dave Matthews. But I don't think Dave was as sympathetic of a, of a, of a, a player as Carol King. Correct. I would also say somebody that, you know, Jan Wenner would love, he wouldn't deny her if the fans. Right. And he all forget, yeah, Jan Wenner, former editor-in-chief of Rolling Stone, really is the one that pulls the strings here, which is why. See the one John Bon Jovi has a big beef with? He's the one that John Bon Jovi has a big beef with, besides my brother, who also has a big beef with John Bon Jovi. <laughs> Only rivaled by Roscoe's beef with Bruce Springsteen, but that is a different podcast. We do not want to touch that tonight. Right. Right. I will talk about John. I have a beef with John Bon Jovi, too. He stinks. I've seen him in concert. <laughs> 25 years ago, he stunk. He puts the mic out to the crowd for every high note. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's called stagecraft. All right. Speaking of stagecraft, let's talk about two groups that I think their entire friggin' aura was on like the visual piece of it. That's not fair to one of them, but... Devo and New York Dolls, get out of here, both of you. Yeah, get the I, hell I, I, out of town. I feel like there's an argument to be made. Like they were, the New York Dolls were like an influencers band in the seventies. Like right. People who your favorite rockers' favorite band of New York Dolls. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for them. They're not my thing. But it's like, and I would not vote for them. But if they get in, you're like, okay, you know, it's not for me. It's like television a year or two ago. Where it's like, I don't know anything about the band television. I listen to them. I don't get it. But all right, I guess maybe they're influential in a couple different ways. Devo, I got nothing. Like, I, no. It's just not even with it. And they were influential in, on the cutting it. No, it's just not, no. Roscoe, any, anything to save either of those two bands? Um, I, I will make no case for either of them getting in. I could see they, both of them I considered for my five that I think are going to get in. Wow. I feel like they're these like, like the critics who think they're smarter than everybody. Yep. You know, like they they really get Devo and you know, and the, and the mainstream doesn't, so they're gonna stick Devo in. I could see, I, I don't know. I guess I could see it, but I'm not. I don't even think I know a Devo song other than Whip It, to be honest. Yeah, you don't. They have a really crummy, crummy remake of uh, <laughs> Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Stones, and they got uh, yeah, they got a couple instrumental tracks that are okay, but they're not even as good as the Refreshments, which is a great instrumental band. Um, not only instrumental. To, uh, to, get, uh, to Roscoe's point, if if New York Dolls get in that way, like just because of, and I'll be okay with it. You know, okay. If D- Devo, there's no way I'm I'm going to die on that hill. Got it. Furious. That's fair. But they both really shouldn't be in. All right, let's let's do some Jay Z LL Cool J just comparisons right now. Okay, I think I think they're both phenomenal. I think 
you know, Roscoe, you, you already slid in a really good hot take, which is maybe Jay-Z hasn't been doing as much the last 16, 17 years as we'd like to believe. Um, I do think this is a really good place to point out that once people let or decided that hip-hop should be inclusive into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you've got to make up for lost time. If you go back to the original classes, you're inducting every, like, you know, every Motown great, you know, and then a few years later, every 70s hard rock band. I mean, we've got people who are on the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop who aren't in yet, right? Like Biggie's in, Tupac's in, Public Enemy's in, you know, but you got, you're got you telling me Jay-Z shouldn't be in, and I don't know no one on this call. Yeah, with, yeah. But like, why? But why are we waiting for Jay Z? Why are we waiting for LL? Like, these people should have been in. It's the second day they were eligible, because there were seminal in the genre that is going to have fifty more artists inducted over the next fifty years. You know, it's it just seems like they're 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 slow playing letting in the hip hop legends. They didn't slow play letting in the Beatles and each member of the Beatles three different times. They didn't slow play letting the Rolling Stones in like six times each. Like, just let people in who deserve it. So anyway, who's got any stats on the Jay-Z, LL Cool J that they want to share? Any, anything that we have left out? Uh, I saw, it, well, about, you said, like, letting people in the first year they're eligible. There's apparently some controversy as to whether Jay-Z is actually eligible. Oh, uh-huh. do tell. Reasonable Doubt came out in 1996, which would actually mean he should get nominated next year. Uh-huh. Uh, but he, he had a single, I guess, that came out in 95, and they're, and they're counting that. I, I read that in one of the, uh, I don't know, some of, some of my research. That's what Extensive I Extensive research, of course. Yeah, doing my own, yes. Well, I don't have a crack research team standing by that I, you know, on the payroll. So I have to do my own. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, you're right. I mean, Jay-Z refers to himself as the best rapper alive. He started saying that after Biggie died, and he's probably not wrong. I mean, he is without by any stretch of the imagination one of the greatest rappers we've ever had and probably will ever have and uh if we're letting hip-hop artists in the hall of fame he has to be in there with uh he's ahead of almost everybody else so uh and we've kind of talked about ll i think ll is more uh i don't think he's as good you know like the skill and the art of rapping he's not as good but his contribution is more in the in the uh the innovator uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a seminal influence for the genre. He was a, he was a pioneer. Yeah. Right. Dan, do you feel like he's worthy of getting in? I mean, you said it earlier, yes. Jay-Z or LL? Sorry, LL, LL. Yeah, eventually. I, I've i watched LL put out corny album after corny album for 20 years. Dog Doo-Doo uh, One. That, yeah, exactly. And that coupled with, like, Listen, he's an actor. He's just like he's like hosting the People's Choice Awards, the Kids' Choice. He's Awards. an entertainer at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. NCIS. Make make your money. That's awesome. But like, that's not the guy that I was buying. You know, listen, walk like a panther, um, and thought it was super cool back in the, in the early '80s. And like, I feel like he's done everything to to not tarnish. Like, he's just expanded his role, and it's gotten way away. It's definitely gotten away from good music. That's for sure. Um, so yeah like get in based on like what you did in the beginning like you were like the young he was the cool young kid when rap became popular um, and he put out three or four albums that were amazing and he took rap mainstream help was one of the main people that helped do it yeah um, so like get in but like not often not, I'm happy with him waiting like 10 years got it okay that's fair I mean if Carol King's waiting at 79 LL can wait that's a great point LL Cool J is one of the first 
rap stars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like a guy who's just a superstar in the music world who was a rap, just a rapper. Was, you know, he's one of the first guys to do that. Right. He was like 18 when radio came out. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I, I grouped some of these, and you all know this, but for the listeners, I grouped some of these people together in terms of quote of verses. It's really just to talk about a couple of people who I think are in danger of canceling each other out and or, you know, one will get in but the other won't just because of the similarity complex. So one that I, I think is not necessarily super in line other than they're both incredibly successful artists, Dion Warwick and Shaka Khan. Let's, let's, let's tackle those two artists and, and any, yeah. not really against each other, but let's just tackle them in the same moment here. So uh, you let's see, Dan. You're feeling Dion Warwick hard, right? In a good way. Yeah, like when the the list came out, I was like, "Are you kidding me, Dion Warwick?" Like, no, she has the one song from like the mid '80s about friends, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, "No, that's Dan." She has the psychic like, network, okay? Yeah, exactly. She has the psychic <laughs> network. She's because she recently, in the last couple of months, joined Twitter and was a really good follower. She's a great follow. Yeah, that's a plug yeah. for her in that. Again. It, it, only only a small uh, check in her box for the, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But then I started listening to all her songs, and this is this is like the opposite of Carol King in that like Burt Bacharach wrote a lot of songs for her, and they were instant hits. Um, and like Carol King wrote her own music and gave it to other people. Um, that's good for her. That was very generous. But <laughs> sorry. Uh, but like Dionne Warwick. Like, that's what friends are for. Is like you know that's not that's not you. I don't want to lead off my discussion about why she's great with that song necessarily, but it's a it's a jam. It was like all over the place in 1986, yeah. 1987. Anybody that graduated grade school between 1986 and 1990 uh, had that was their final song, present company included. Um, and, and then like, but she was also kicking out hits in the 60s, 70s. One or two in 1980, a couple in, 19, in the 80s, um, and she's just sort of an icon. She's a, a poor, a poor woman's Tina Turner, uh, to a degree. Uh, she doesn't have the cool. She doesn't have the cool factor that Tina Turner does. Sure. Yeah. Um, but like, she gets up on the stage, and you're like, oh, this chick can sing. She's she's yeah. She's legit. She is legit. Um, so it, it's one of those things. Like, I would vote for her. I think she should be in. If she didn't, I wouldn't really be surprised. Um, but like when you dive down into her catalog, you're like, do you know the way to San Jose? Like, mm. oh my God, she sang that. Yeah. Uh, you know, say a little prayer for me. Walk on by. Like those are iconic songs that everybody knows. Um, and you're like, oh my, I had no idea that was her. It could have been anybody. Cindy, you brought some receipts. What do you got for this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, Dion was probably like my, my sixth person that I would have chosen uh, for this. But, you know, and I think Carol King kind of outdoes her for me a little bit in terms of the, I mean, they kind of both stopped at the same time, you know, to Dan's point, like with their hits. But I don't know. She has she has an edge for me. I don't know. Dion, Dion put out some music after 1971, unlike Carol. <laughs> I mean, I think Carol did too, um, but I love Shaka Khan. To to uh, well, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, are we like going mano we mano here? Though no, well, we're into her next. But I just okay. want to make sure. So I want to make sure you can say what you want to say about Dion. Yeah, right? no, I love Dion. I think I think she, yeah, she's great. She's better she's than you think. Whitney Houston's aunt, man. Yeah. And she's Whitney Houston's aunt. Is that like blood on or you know? Good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Crack research team's on it. We'll, uh, we'll check Roscoe that out. P., you got any hot Dion Warwick, Warwick takes? 
No, I'm staying out of the Dion Warwick discussion. Who was the other one? I thought Cindy had Dion in the in the five. No, Who Shaka Khan. Dion? She I had know. Shaka Khan. Oh, Shaka Khan. Did you have her, Dan? I did. Yeah, I did. I, I, I had Dan Dion and I both had Dion. Dion. I thought there were two. I knew Dan was okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, Walk On By is a fire uh, jam. I'll just mm-hmm. I, I would look more of the Dion Warwick. Yeah. But I, I'd love to hear. I, I'm excited to hear the arguments for for Dion. Well, like I mean, you put I, on her music. You put on her music, and you're like, you're. It's it's a fun ride, and there's lots more songs. Uh, there's more songs than you than you know. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I'd say yeah. She's got deeper deeper hits and bigger hits than you'd think. Um, and in this year's class, I think she's in a pretty good spot. Um, it's kind of a weak class. I meant to say that before. With all these nominees, like this is not a great group. Agreed. I think this is what it's going to be like for a, a good deal of our lifetimes because there's not you know all the classic bands that like we would that you would think associated with Rolling Stone are are in and right. know, there's not a lot there hasn't been a ton of rock you're going to be seeing in sync nominated in a few years yeah um, well, and the, and the thing is music really was was artistically really terrible in the turn of the millennium in terms of pop music so yeah it's going to be a wild ride which is I think why it's important to put in more than one hip-hop rapper, one more than one hip-hop group at a time, or rapper at a time, because the artists who actually mattered are not in rock and roll anymore. And so if we're going to go into trying to get more females into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, considering how many like average male members there are relative to females, yeah, Dionne Warwick probably definitely should be in relative to... A lot of different examples. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Compared to how many mediocre guy singers there are. Like, we're talking about Todd Rundgren, and we'll do it in a minute, like every other uh, year. Okay, and I got, I got to take on Todd in a bit. But my point is, if Todd Rundgren's getting serious run every other year, we can talk about Dionne Warwick getting in. I just think that that's, she's a level above that for sure. It's insulting that she's in the same conversation. Shaka Khan's a woman. Well, we're about to talk about Shaka Khan. Girl King's a woman. Yeah, we have, we're advocating for all of them. Chaka Khan. What do you got, Cindy Harrington? I love her. Okay, that's a reason. <laughs> Sign me up. Done. <laughs> no, we were, we were doing um, some listening the other day, and her songs are just straight fire. I, joy, I, pure joy. Oh, my goodness. We were just going through her whole song list, and I was like, yeah, why, why is she not in already? This is crazy. She's, she's real badass, too. I just love her. Fair. Simple. My, my, my two sentences on her. Um, th- yeah, she gets nominated by herself and with her work with Rufus. I think she, somebody needs to just collect all that and just say, here she is. She's a superstar. Um, and then I don't know that she'll get in twice, but she should definitely get in once if she's nominated in two different situations. I think, you know, do yourself a favor, everybody. Listen to the song Like Sugar by yes. Shaka Khan. That song alone... Fuego. It's so fuego, and the bass line's undeniable, and she's got way more to offer than that song. That's a song I didn't know existed or was by her six months ago, and it's one of my favorite songs now. So, again, if we go with the Chris Orozco, I don't know who that is, but he's related to uh, he's related to one of the people on this call. If you go with one of my friend's theories... <laughs> I, just, I just fell into the Andrew Patterson trap, and I am so sorry. It's because of Zoom, and I'm looking at people's names. Anyway, my point is lost. Shaka Khan's the best. <laughs> oh, the meters. I was going to say, you know, we were turned on to the meters through this process. And I know Dan's a big fan of the meters now, too. 
I knew the meters and didn't know it was the meters. And Shaka Khan's got a lot of stuff like that, too, where, like, oh, this song's are really banging. Who is this? Oh, it's Shaka Khan and Rufus. Oh, it's Shaka Khan by herself. Oh, it's Shaka Khan with, um, who the other guy she was with for a while? I'm not aware. Uh, some 80, some 80s group. <laughs> anyway, Shaka Khan should be in, too. No problem with that. Roscoe, what do you got on Shaka Khan? I agree with all that. Ain't nobody. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Bye. I was saving that, Roscoe. That is my, of all the nominees here tonight, Ain't Nobody is my favorite song of anybody. Wow. That's that's fair. That's fair. And I just wish, like, I think, Gavin, you're making a point about the, um, oh, no, you said about the music, but, like, the uh, collected works, like, like, Tell Me Something Good, which is technically a Rufus song, is arguably, like, one of the five greatest songs ever written. Yeah, it's like that's really like skewing my shocking thought. Very, very arguably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Subjective. I agree. I agree with all that. I hope she gets it. Yeah, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan is another one that just like put her in. I think they will. I, I, uh, I was driving, doing you know, doing my own crack research. And, uh, while driving, amazing. Yeah, wow. While driving, and just like just let's let's put on an album of Shaka Khan. Let's listen to it. Let's do some deep dive. And it was, like I said earlier, pure joy. It was so much fun to listen to. You had a smile on your face. You could put it on in the background, doing what, cleaning the house, if you want to have a dance part. Like, it's just great music. It's fun. It, it, her solo stuff is simultaneously so of the 80s. Like, it, 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 it is no mistaking where it is. Uh, but also completely timeless. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that works. It's like the best version of the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You, 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 I feel like I'm living in a, in a Beverly Hills cop when I hear her, her music <laughs> come on or something like that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. That is fantastic. Yeah. But it's so good that it's timeless. Um, and, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I think she's fantastic. I had her at number six. With, uh, it sounds like Cindy and I had our five and six switch with Dionne Warwick and her. Um, I could go either way. I, I have a huge respect for Shaka Khan, and if you're talking about performances and who's going to perform at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you Shaka, Khan, Shaka Khan, will, Khan, she'll deliver. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we all like Shaka Khan. I'm every woman. we we got to just say yeah. I'm every woman. I mean, anthem. Through the fire? Yeah, through the fire. Speaking of, exactly. speaking of uh, remakes, um, we were talking about this the other day. By Kanye. Kanye West yeah. made Through the Wire with that, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah, she's got hits, hits on hits on hits on hits. So I hope she gets in. She's great. If listeners get nothing else out of this conversation, you know, go buy a Shaka Khan album. Go download an album. She's her greatest hits or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. It's, enjoy her and celebrate. I now have Ain't Nobody Stuck in My Head. It's probably going to be there for days. Um, <laughs> I've heard it seven times this week. It's amazing. <laughs> Did we find out the Whitney Houston, Dionne Warwick thing? Uh, they're cousins. They're cousins. Yes. Not aunts. Cousins. A lot of talent in that family, but actual cousins. Yes. Fantastic. Her maternal aunt is um, uh, Whitney Houston's... Carol, is Carol King. Mom. Sissy, <laughs> Sissy Houston. <laughs> sorry. Who is it really? I'm trying to do this family I know, tree in my I'm head. Sorry. Uh, her maternal aunt is Sissy Houston, who's Whitney's mom. Uh, Got it. Yes. All right. So let's move on to somebody who I think we can move on from very quickly. Is anybody really going to pine away for Kate Bush? Who? Exactly. Oh, oh. I, I, I mean, listen, I'm not going to advocate that she should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for a couple of reasons, you know, just career longevity um, and, you know, time at the top. She's not there. But as far as an influence, she influenced a ton of 
people. She was a she's a great artistic female voice uh, who was out there and who has influenced a lot of people. And she's huge, a lot bigger in England and the yeah. UK yeah. Uh, than she is over in the states. Um, uh, but she, you know, run up, running up that hill, which was just covered in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. is a really good cover by what's her name. <laughs> Great, great research. Somebody's uh, so good, we forgot who it was. Yeah, but that that's a great, she's got a couple great hit songs, a few good songs. She did a lot of stuff, uh, you know, the, the, the duet with uh, Peter Gabriel. But, you know, I just don't, I don't want her to go left unspoken because she she should be very well respected and looked into. She's not my thing. And right. She did enough to she's got a lot of people who cover his her songs. And, you know, D'Angelo, this woman's work, I'm not going to lie, when D'Angelo makes it better than you, that's awesome. Hats off to you, but you're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who? What else you got? Great job on that original, though. Oh, she was excellent. What do you got? Uh, who's the running up the hill? Well, it's been covered a bunch of times. Oh. The one that I know is First Aid Kit. I don't uh, know if that's no, the one. A, well, Megan something. Oh, Meg well, Myers. Like, yeah, Meg Myers yeah. covered it. She had a good version a couple years, two or three years ago. Yeah, First Aid Kit's really good too. They're a great. They're a good band. When are they getting to the Hall of Fame? Probably never. Like 24 years or more from now. Uh, all right, so Kate, that was the Kate Bush section, everybody. Everybody, uh, unofficial sponsor of the week. Sorry about that. So, Did Kate Bush sing Glycerine? Oh, no, that's <laughs> uh, Why not? Different Bush altogether. Why not? Uh, all right, let's get into one of the, 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 the most interesting areas. Um, we already put Tina Turner in, so that's great. Mm-hmm. We got some hot takes, I feel like, on Mary J. Blige. So... I believe it was Roscoe P. who's got hot takes. Take a sip, Roscoe. You're up. Yeah, I mean, I don't, well, I don't know if I have a... I guess I have a... This, I think, is an interesting kind of thought experiment or something to think about if you're a music fan. Cause, so, like, I don't really have, like... Um, this is certainly not, like, a Bruce Springsteen-level scorching hatred of Mary J. Blunt. I can't let that pass. That That's ridiculous. Let's keep going. <laughs> the slander against Bruce Springsteen is just awful. Get back to him. Is he out of jail yet? <laughs> I, I mean, too soon. Too soon. We we don't we don't need to go into details of that arrest. Oh, but we yeah. all know we all know it's BS. Uh, and anybody who knows Bruce knows he's not a he's not a booze guy. That's not his crutch. Uh-huh. Um, he loves the ladies, Roscoe. <laughs> sure. Don't don't we all? Uh, what was I talking about? Mary, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> So in the like um, kind of like uh, uh, Amazon way of thinking, like, you know, you go on Amazon and you look at whatever and then it gives you like, well, if you like this, here's 10 other things you should look at. Right? Sure. So, so Spotify does that, too. And you click on an artist that's like people who listen to this artist also like, you know, blah, 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 blah. So whoever the people are who you really like, there's kind of a group of artists who you should also like. But in that group. There's probably like one or two who you just don't like. Mm. And and you can't really figure out why. So for me, that's Mary J. Blige. Oh. Like, on paper, given the kind of music that we all know that I listen to from my multiple appearances on this podcast, she is an artist who would seem to be like someone who I really enjoy. And I just never have. I just don't really like any of her songs. And I can't really tell you why. She's very talented. She can really sing. She's got a great story. Seems like a great person. She's got a big hit with Method Man, who's my guy, and uh, and I still just, nothing. Wow, I just don't really enjoy her music. So I think I think it would be interesting to think about. Like, I mean, what I just described is there someone that pops to any of your heads? Like, who's someone who you really should like based on the people you like, and that you just don't? Mm. 
It's great. That's a, I mean, that's a great podcast. It's a great mini pod right there. Well, you can think, you think about the listener can think about it all. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, I mean, bottom line is we, we can do that one day and we might even do some of it tonight. I just, off the top of my head, I don't know, but you're right. Like, should like them, but don't like them is definitely a real thing. And so right. that's fair. I mean, nobody in this, well, not nobody, several people in this group are not short on Grammys and Grammy nominations. And she actually is one of them. She's nine Grammys with 31 nominations, which would be a lot, but Chaka Khan's got 10 wins and 22 nominations. So, Listen, this, this is a Grammy factory. We're talking the Hall of Fame here. But the bottom line is, I mean, I think she's great for what she is and what she does. And again, if you go back to, is she amongst the best to do what she does? Then the answer is she's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame at some point because Mary J is better to what she does than Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, and Yoko Ono is to whatever the hell they did as like the fifth best version of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. By the way, not a real band. Fake band of the week. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Yoko Uno. Uh, is that a band? Yeah, Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young, and Uno? <laughs> Fake band of the week. That's the starting five for the worst basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> Dan O'Brien, where are you going to Mary J? All right, when I first started this and when the list got released, I was like, absolute lock, Mary J. Blige. Mm. It has to, has to be in there. Just because her career has sort of and I think for the most of us, we're all within a few years of each other. Her getting popular started when I was like a freshman in high school. And she's just put out, an and probably high school, she put out two albums. In college, she put out two albums. And then, you know, a little after that, she, she followed me growing up. Her, you know, the family affair, and I'm going down. And, you know, what, what was her first? Real Love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that she owned R&B radio for Eight years. years. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, owned it and she was she is, carries the mantle for like the New Jack R&B that was really popular in the 90s like that sound that New Jack sound um, which didn't age totally well but like was a transition from Shaka Khan in the 80s into what the R&B sounded like with Aaliyah and Mary J. Blige whenever in, in the 90s she was she's the head of it um and she's great. And then I did some digging and I was like, for me, I'm not the target audience of Mary J. Blige. Roscoe is. We all know that. <laughs> it, didn't speak, it didn't speak to him. Didn't hit. Yeah, it didn't speak to him. And outside of like, she has major hits that had major airplay forever and were like party songs in the 90s and 2000s, early 2000s. But for me specifically, after that, like she didn't have any good albums in my opinion. Like, you, you could find two songs maybe on, on two or three, maybe when she was really firing at all cylinders. It wasn't deep. Uh, you, weren't, you weren't going deep with Mary J. Blige. Right, right. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Now, I understand, again, I'm not the target audience. And that's always I said. Like, she's one of those where if she gets in, totally fine. She should be in. I hope she gets in before LL Cool J, actually. Oh, um, but, yeah. But if it's... Yeah, not and not and it's a weak class still though, so I don't know when she would get in. Right. Well, the thing is, it gets weaker and weaker every year in a lot of ways. Although I, I don't see Jan Winter having a uh, Tina Turner, Shaka Khan, uh, Mary J. Blige uh, lineup all in the same year. Right, which goes back to the problems with exactly. So they don't they don't evaluate the artists in in a vacuum. They evaluate the artists as part of a class, which is silly. Um, Cindy, do you have any Mary J. Blige takes? 
Are you good? I mean, yeah, not not really a sigh from what's been said. I, I like her. I'm, she's not like one of my favorite artists, but I enjoy her music. And I agree with Dan, like the early stuff was really awesome. And you kind of, uh, you know, really loved all of what she put out in the 90s um, and like kind of in our generation growing up. But yeah. I think she deserves to be in. I don't I don't know that she'll get in this time around. Yeah. <clears throat> so we got to see her perform, too, though. Yeah, she's an excellent performer. Like, do a medley. Yeah, and people love her. Yeah. Like, who was it? Chris Rock's comedy special, like, what, it was 20 years ago? He was a Mary J. Blige. <laughs> like, she's the queen. Like, people love her. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think she, if she doesn't get in this year, I think it'll be in the next She'll, year. She's destined to get in, I think, yeah. Uh, all right. We've got six left to go through, as far as I know. And actually... Of these six, several of them might get in over artists that we all admittedly have already covered and, and, and for ourselves like better. Um, let's start with a very interesting dichotomy, the Go-Go's and Iron Maiden. Um, <laughs> two bands who did a lot of work in the 80s, very different kinds of work. Roscoe P. feels like in a battle between those two. Belinda Carlisle is the edge, and I agree with him. Uh, uh, Belinda Carlisle is undeniable. Um, she taught me how to love. Did, yeah. Did the Go Go's do enough to? I mean, they they got some songs like vac- Vacation. We got the beat. That third one that I can't think of right now. And that's yeah. I was, that's what I was going to think about. That's actually probably the best one. That was awesome. That's a sneaky great song. Cool jerk. Did they do Cool Jerk? Was that them? We'll find out. Anyway, but yeah, dear, I think they they had a couple really popular albums. They were at the top of the charts for about four years, and it's like, all right, not enough. Right. Like, I don't know uh, if the Bangles are in, but like, I put the not, Bangles in before. Not, nor should they be. Right. But like, if, if we're putting the Go-Go's in, we're putting the Bangles in, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're there yet. I'm not sure we're there. Yeah. Yet. The only reason they deserve any. Well, no, I'm not going to say it. But I, I, the one thing that gives them a leg up over some bands is like they did do a lot of groundbreaking work, uh, is for, for like you know. For women in rock and roll, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as like breaking some ceilings for for other people, yeah. Um, and I love their uh, songs. I love Cecile is an awesome song. Yeah, I mean, I want Belinda Carlisle in as a solo artist. Absolutely, she is a superstar. Heaven is a place on earth. Oh, wow! Not about you? Wow! When Circle she, in the sand. Circle <laughs> in the sand. Whoa! Uh, I, I had the whole I tape. We had the whole cassette in my house. Oh, I was rocking the BMG CD club and had all of Belinda Carlisle's catalog. 25 and CDs for one penny. Um, she cast her real husband in the Mad About You video. I yes. Felt like it was a, I thought it was an attack on me. That was an attack on you, absolutely. All right, I'm going to go to Cindy first on a comment because she's the only person who identifies as a female, to my knowledge, on this podcast. Uh, and then we'll go to Roscoe. Go-Go's. Yeah. You like them? You want them in? I like them. I don't think they're going to make it in. This year or ever? Uh, maybe ever. I don't think they're going to make it in this year. That's fair. Roscoe P. Here's the thing. In the spirit, uh, this has been addressed before in some of the things I was reading, there is this unfair and significant disparity between male and female artists. Yes. In the Hall of Fame, and we need to make that up. There are apparently no... Um, Female groups who played instruments in the Hall of Fame. Oh. So I guess I'm thinking of like the Supremes. That's very seminal then. Like that, you know, those kind of groups are in, but like wow. female bands that played instruments, all female bands, there are none who are in the Hall of Fame. So here's a chance to write that wrong, right? So maybe you've 
you, you get the go-go's in there. I don't know. That's and, and fair. I think it, it helps. It helps make up the the gap. If it's got to be someone, why not them? Um, and yeah. I think they're on my list. Actually, I've already forgotten who my list of people I think are going to get in are. But I think I think they're on it. I was definitely thinking about them. Uh, I'm not really a, a fan. I don't really know much about them one way or the other. But uh, I could see them getting in um, on the on the representation factor. There, there is. What's this? There's no one like them in the Hall of Fame. That's fair. And there you go. And that's that's a great. That's a, honestly as good a reason as any. We're, it's part of my rage against the machine argument. Like yeah. that, you know, that, that's a band I really like, but that's kind of the same thing. There's no one like them. Right. So like, right. Someone like them. And that's cool. and that's yeah. Actually, we got a lot of those coming up in the next few here. So. I agree. Uh, yeah, so Go-Go's, they might get in one day. And I think that's a really good point that they play their own instruments. And um, no one's done that. All-female band is not a fan. It's a great stat. So Iron Maiden, I think they're a classic example of there's like 10 other groups like them already in. Are we really going to put in the 11th best version of that? That's my hot take. And I probably said it three years ago. I was listening to some Iron Maiden before we got on tonight, and like I'm all fired. I got all fired up. Like Iron Maiden is pretty good. Yeah, they're very good. Like they're all right. Um, but it's like like somebody wrote like like this is the uh, like they tried to get Judas Priest in for ten years, and now we're sick of Judas Priest, and so now we're gonna do Iron Maiden. Yeah, Iron Maiden is the rich man's Judas Priest, but you know. The what? Really? The rich man's Judas Priest. I think they're better. Iron Maiden is the rich man's Judas Priest. I think they're better. Yeah, yeah, I probably do too. I'm, I'm all fired up. But yeah, you're right. Like, again, do we want the first Go Go's or the fifteenth whatever Iron Maiden is? Right. Right. Great point. Yeah, Dan, what do you got? You seem like an Iron Maiden guy to me. <laughs> oh, that's oh, a horrible. Guys. That's a horrible thing to say to somebody. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I grew, grew up. My brother was in the. I have an older brother. He was in the metal, and so I was always familiar with Iron Maiden mythology and the Eddie character, the skeleton. Like they had this whole, they they had the whole like thing around. They're like the metal Grateful Dead. Um, mm. They had followers following around. They had these T-shirts with a with a mythology around this one dead skeleton Eddie character. I always thought they were kind of a goof. Um, uh, you know, as compared to other like heavy metal bands, I thought they were they were just more like an act. Um, and then one year in 2000, 2001, I was I was working. I had recently graduated college, and I was dating my now wife. Mm. Um, and I, she said that she would take. This sounds ridiculous, but you remember this is pre. This is before either of us had a cell phone. People were just starting to really get cell phones. Right. I did not have one at the time. Nobody really. A handful of people did. Um, Zach Morris, and, yeah, Jerry Maguire, exactly. yeah, Same, few people. Yeah. I think we might have gotten one like that, that this summer. That summer, I think we got one uh, at the same time, actually. Uh, anyway, so while I'm coming home, she said, "Where well, I'm going to go to see? I want to see live and Counting Crows, and I'm going to get the tickets. They're playing in Camden, New Jersey." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. We're still new. You can pick the concert. Yeah, whatever. I'll pay. Like, you don't buy online because we weren't doing that. Like, you." Yeah. Call to buy whatever. You're using AOL call, dialogue. Call the box office. Yeah. It was a Thursday night or it was a week. It was a weeknight that came from work, changed, and then picked her up. She, she went with her younger sister, who was about 17 at the time, and her sister's friend. So I'm walking into Live and Counting Crows with three uh, girls. And we're like, hey, whatever. Not tracks. Yeah, I'm trying to impress this woman. And so I, we're getting there late, so there's no tailgate. I run up to the box office at Camden. Like, oh, God, can I take... And listen, I'm not paying for the other two teams. I'm paying for my date. That's it. I'm not yeah. a money bag CR. So I'm like, can I take 
two tickets. Uh, and like, yeah, here you go. And so I grab them. I let the uh, the two teenage girls spend for themselves with their tickets because uh, I'm not I'm not paying thirty five bucks a, a pop here. Um, and so I'm walking towards the stage, just like tw- fifteen feet ahead. We're walking, and I haven't haven't even looked at the tickets. And I hear the music coming from inside the stadium, and I was like, that is neither Counting Crows nor live. Uh, and I looked down at the ticket stuff. It's Iron Maiden. And I walk over. I walk back to the ticket office. And it's, it's an older African-American woman. I go, I, I didn't know Iron Maiden was playing tonight. I don't want to go to this concert. And she was like, she like laughed at me. I was like, sorry, no refunds. And I turned around to the three women that were with me. And I was like, it's not Counting Crows or Live. Uh, it's Iron Maiden. And all of them said, what's Iron Maiden? And I was like, <laughs> Good start. shoot. Uh, it's, like, it's like Metallica. If they were but harder. Club, if they were a drama club. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so we went in, and we had an absolute blast. At two different points in the concert, random men came up to me and said, yo, are you, are you with all three of those girls? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, that's awesome. <laughs> two different people at two totally different parts of the concert. That's how few women were at this concert. Mm. Um, but we had a, actually, we, we had, it was the Brave New World concert, I think it was 2000 or 2001. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. We had a blast. Um, that being said, I don't want him in the Hall of Fame. I, I like it. Honestly, that's, I, I, that's the story of the yeah. night. I mean, that's, like, so, I was getting nervous for you. No, and we all, we, but they, everybody could not have been nicer there. It looked like the entire town of Atco, New Jersey was at this concert, which I'm sure you have, whatever, wherever you live, whether it's Methuen up in Massachusetts or whatever, you give that kind of thing. I don't know. It's a good take. I don't mean, I don't mean to disparage anybody. It's all right. Roscoe, where are you just... from, Roscoe? You seem swarthy. <laughs> He's from Worcester. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Way worse than Methuen. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great. I don't think we can say any more about Iron Maiden that hasn't already been said. Uh, let's get into Todd Rundgren, who gets nominated every other year. Let's Guys, stop trying to make Todd Rundgren a thing. Stop. <laughs> Todd Rundgren. So I, here's my Todd Rundgren mini take. Todd Rundgren is the guy who gets nominated and he'll never get the nod. He's kind of like the Bob Dylan of making other songs better for other people. Todd Rundgren's the guy that gets nominated, so you can say you finished ahead of Todd Rundgren. Like, he's there. He's like the wrestling jobber. You know, he's there to get worked over. So he's the repo man. For me, by the way, do yourself a favor that Cindy just did. Google image Todd Rundgren. Enough said. It's a, that's an audio podcast, so I can't do that. But Todd should start his own Hall of Fame of people who are never going to get in the Hall of Fame, but are this close because they're critically acclaimed. I got nothing I'm for you, Todd. This close. He's terrible. Like I remember, he's like all these people like no music. Always bring up Todd Rundgren as an influence. I'm like, oh, maybe I maybe I just missed the boat. No, you There's didn't. Been like three different times in my life, including this week, where I was like, you know what? Let me give Todd Rundgren roll his old bones out here. Let's move catalog again. And oh my God, it, it was the Mirror oh. image of when I drove to my location, I listened to Shaka Khan and was ha- having a blast, smile on my face the whole time. When I drove back from that place, I had Todd Rundgren on and I wanted to blow my brains out. I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this guy again? Come on. 
Bang on the drum. Bang on the drum is your best song. You're not a Hall of Famer. That's how we do it. Todd Rundgren? Oh, man. Yeah, it's not even Jay Giles. I thought it was Jay Giles' like 19th best song. It's Todd Rundgren's best song. Not a Hall of Famer. Horrible. Roscoe P., what do you got? Anything on Todd Rundgren? No, let's get to that fail. What's his name? Cindy, what do you got on Todd Rundgren? Anything? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Fela Kuti. Roscoe P., I was exposed to Fela Kuti by bass player extraordinaire of Drilling Threes, Johnny Jumpin' Bloom. Oh, I'm in. I went over his house one day for recording. I was there first. He had on some weird thing on the TV. I'm like, what is this? He says, it's Fela. I said, what's Fela? He said, it's a guy with like a 90-person band. I said, I'm in. It's amazing. I understand why he's the leading vote-getter. I understand that he's not for everybody. I understand he's not even on pop radio anywhere in the Western Hemisphere. But people who know, know. Fela's the man, and Johnny Bloom turned me on to it. So he gets the unofficial Meters Award from Roscoe P. a few years ago for, t- for turning me on to somebody who's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, and I didn't even know they existed. So I love Fela. He's money, and it's all because of Johnny Bloom for me personally. That's what I got. What is it? Like, what does it sound like? Like, what, what is it? Dan, please help me out here. It, he is the, he, the reason I put him in my top, top five is because he's the creator or the originator of the Afrobeat sound. Started Afrobeat. Yeah, which is like West African slash Cuban Caribbean, 90 people in the band, 20 minute running time songs that call and response. You would, I'm so, you would love it. The I live show like is like phenomenal. It, it, insane like if you want you want to have two bass saxophones of course yeah let's, do it. let's go back and forth let's have four drummers and nine uh, djembe drums let's, uh, like horns yes have at it multiple o- xylophones and- multiple xylophones please xylophones. do it a whole, a whole yeah a whole rhythm section a whole sing chorus um it, he, he created his own type of music. He's kind of like the James Brown of that kind of music because he's just there kind of running the show, playing everything, doing everything, conducting everything, having the best time. It's like he took James Brown and Toots of the My Tiles and made them yeah. their own artist in their own genre as the head of it. Political. He was super political. Super political. I mean, yeah, it checks all the boxes of like what it means to be a Hall of Famer. Avant-garde, political, talented. I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, but this was like a Wikipedia fact when I was just like checking out Fela. And I like, it's not like I knew about him when I was eight years old. The only reason I found out about him is because there was a Broadway show in like 2012 called Fela. And I was like, who's this guy? And somebody mm-hmm. saw him, and so I started doing a little research. Um, but <laughs> in Wikipedia it says, he never, he never performed a song after he recorded it, which made him a tough sell in Western audiences. <laughs> like after he put out an album... He just wouldn't play that album in a live show anymore. We only play the new stuff. <laughs> only the new stuff. So, good for him. He stuck to his guns, man. If you like 30-minute songs... It's it's a, it's really catchy. It's I mean, I just listened for the first time the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, I would definitely like have this on. Check it out. Roscoe, check it out, man. Bang on the drum all day, but not with Todd running it. Maybe I'll vote for him. I have not submitted my votes to rockhallvote.com or whatever it's called. Uh, so I will maybe he'll, he will get my fifth uh, spot. Which I think cool. you guys made a good pitch. I like it. It's it's honestly it's if anybody deserves to be the first Fela in the Hall of Fame, it's Fela, right? I mean, so anyway, all right. Last two we got Rage Against the Machine, Foo Fighters. I didn't hear a lot of Foo Fighters votes out there, um, but Dave Grohl is in the Hall of Fame, right? As a Nirvana member, 
Yeah. I have a Dave mm-hmm. Grohl stat. Give me a Dave Grohl stat. I have a Dave Grohl Hall of Fame stat. So yes, Dave Grohl's in as a member of Nirvana. He Dave Grohl is 52 years old, which kind of seems old, but then like you realize I've been listening to Nirvana for 30 years. So yeah, right. it, it actually kind of seems young. You think about how old? Right. Yeah, it does. You're right. Um, at 52 years old, he would be the second youngest person to be inducted multiple times in the Hall of Fame. Who's the f- who's? Well, I know the youngest. Funny you should ask, Gavin. I was hoping I was hoping you would have the answer. Of course, I have the answer. So I'll t- well, I'll, I'll see if you can guess it. You can probably guess. So the the smart guess, I would have guessed Eric Clapton because mm. Eric Clapton, I believe, is the only person to be inducted three times. So just wow. by the averages, you would think it's him. It's not Eric Clapton. It is, however, somebody who was inducted in a band with Eric Clapton. Steve Winwood. No. Jeff Beck. No, but you're so close. The other guy named Jeff. The other guy. Jeff Lynn or somebody. Jimmy Page. Ah, <laughs> shoot. I forgot Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds. Page was in with Led Zeppelin and the Yardbirds. Oh. Jimmy Page was 51 when he was inducted for the second time. Wow. Big Road. 52 would be the second youngest multiple inductee of mm. the And let's talk about Dave Grohl for a second. I mean, he would be getting basically in as the primary songwriter and really plays everything, but guitar guitarist in the band, though he probably... He actually, he actually did play everything on the first record. Right, yeah. exactly. He was the Foo Fighters. Exactly. So he, but then he also was just, he was the drummer in Nirvana. So, you know, Jimmy Page didn't play drums in the Yardbird. He played... Guitar in the Yardbirds, and he played guitar in Led Zeppelin. So Dave's an incredibly musician, and he probably might get inducted just as Dave Grohl if the Foo Fighters thing doesn't work out for him eventually. But anyway, how do people feel about the Foo Fighters? I made sort of a goof when we were saying, like, who I'm going to vote for. Like, I, the Foo Fighters are going to get in. That is, like, we all, I feel like they're as, as certain, as certainly as Tina Turner is. Um, Dave Grohl, I feel like, has appeared at every Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for the last 30 years. So, like, right. The kids love him. He, the bands love him. He shakes the and kisses the babies. And, yeah, and, he get, I, and I think there's sometimes there's a bit of blowback to him for that, especially in the rock community, because he is such a, a great Letterman interview. or what, like He's always out there and putting himself out there. But he's a great performer. They put out a lot of great hits. It has certainly curtailed the last few years as seen by their, or as listened to by their work that was put out a week or two ago that is so mediocre um but they're they're they have been great and they've sort of carried the mantle for live rock and roll uh for the last 20 years or so um so to that end like you know i'm fine with them and they'll they'll perform and And it'll be good yeah yeah it'll be good roscoe p where where do you follow on this because i know cindy you got him in right yeah all right so we'll talk about you in a minute roscoe where do you fall because i don't know the answer um i am not a Foo Fighters fan. Hmm. Uh, I they they are. I agree. They're going to get in. They're going to be on my list of people I think are going to get in. Uh, I I'm not a fan. I, yeah, they are kind of the whatever arena rock uh, standard of this of this generation. I just feel like they're like the they're like the naughty by nature of rock and roll. Like they just go for the anthem. Like every song is just like such a radio like sing along big like every they just go for the. Chevy commercial. Yeah, I just find that boring. I mean, there's there there are Foo Fighters songs that I like. I like uh, Monkey Wrench. I mm. always like uh, Learn to Fly. Uh, the first album, the very first I ever heard was what the, This Is a Call. Is that what yeah, great heard? song. Yeah, it's yeah, a great song. I mean, I don't, that that really has a more like that's a different kind of sounding record. Like that song in particular is much more like a 
mid nineties alternative music, yeah. you know, like it sounds like that versus like, you know, my hero, which is like, let's get that on whatever on TV and <laughs> make a lot of money. And yeah, good for them. They made a lot of money in, in their big story. But I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm not, uh, I am not a fan, but I do think they will, they will get in and good for Dave Grohl. Sure. Cindy, what, what's your case for the foo? Well, yeah, I think they're going to get in. I, I'm a fan. I agree with Dan, though. I don't think they've made that great of an album since Back and Forth, which came out probably like 10-ish years ago. Um, they had a great documentary about that album. And, yeah, Dave Grohl's uh, like yeah. a – yeah, it was really good. Um, and then they the came watch. out with that HBO show where they made an, a song in every city, which was like – a cool concept, but I don't think it really translated to a very good album, unfortunately. A couple of songs are okay. But anyways, yeah, I agree. I think Jay Roll's like a musical politician. Like, he's everywhere. He shows up for everything. Um, and it's just kind of like that all-around guy. And I can understand if people are sick of him or thinks it comes off as, like, fake or inauthentic and things like that. But I saw him at Fenway a couple years ago. It was a fantastic Yeah, concert. it's a great show. I mean, it's a great show. And uh, I think they're super talented. I think they should get in. Sure. Yeah. If I would say if you're passionate about the Foo Fighters, you're a dork. Right. Yeah. Right. But I like their music. I like their yeah. music. <laughs> right. Right. But and if, if you don't like their music, that's probably better off. You're, yeah. That's probably better off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, last band we want to review, Rage Against the Machine. I said it at the top. I can't believe they didn't get in. A few years ago, I think they might be suffering from the "we don't want to get in" uh, yeah. the the the, the, what the who's the radio the Radiohead syndrome. Yeah, we don't want to be in. We don't want to be in. And like second year they're nominated, we'll come even though Tom York's not coming. Like yeah. I could see Rage getting in eventually. I could see them not performing or Zach not being there. But they did get back together before COVID oh, started, been, right? Yeah, they were going to play last year. They, you right. Know, they're going right. to play at Boston College. Oh, yeah, we were going to go to that. Right. Sorry. I, what year is it? Is it? Is it March still? Oh, it's going to be March <laughs> again? Oh, really? Uh, anyway. But, yeah, Rage is the best version of what Rage does. They are the only version of what Rage does. There's no reason they should have been commercially successful, and they were incredibly commercially mm-hmm. successful. And, honestly, the irony of some of their songs being liked by the people who they were actually the butt of the joke in the song or being called out in the song is just a little slice of deliciousness, too. This is a no-brainer. If rock and roll is really about, like, not selling out and blah, blah, blah and having an ethos and meaning it, I mean, these guys started out with that. And whether it's been co-opted or bastardized in the last 25 years is up for debate. But they definitely came at it from a very authentic place and were very good at what they did. So... No brand that they should be in at some point. It might not be this year. I'm surprised it wasn't three years ago. But my, they got my vote when, whenever it's time is ready. Anybody vehemently against it? I think the Hall of Fame is, is terrified of what they would say. at a, Which is exactly why they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's awesome. Like they're just trying to, it's this very, you know, self-congratulatory, honoring all the whatever, look how great we are. And they're going to get up there and talk about, like, ending capitalism. Mm. Well, maybe this will be the year they get in because are they even having like a big old ceremony or anything? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they'll do it on Zoom this year and they'll just mute them. You know, oh, they're buffering. Who'd <laughs> you can't talk? If they had been elected during a Trump administration, I think it would have been a recipe for. Um, and I guess that's why I, I misplayed the room is I thought that people would be like, oh, let's get them on during the Trump administration. And I think you're right in retrospect, Dan. They were like, we cannot induct them during the Trump administration. Yeah. 
And they, they just hit all the notes of what, like, what, like, you created the Hall of Fame for. Like, whatever, there is no, like, metric, but whatever it is, they hit it. If yeah. it's, like, cool factor, if it's numbers, I think they're helped out in the fact that they did break up when they did. It's yeah, like they didn't they were, put out schlock for an extra like 10 a, years, yeah. No, they have, like, an eight-year track record of just being fire in the 90s and very early 2000. When did they break up? Like, 2001 yeah. or two yeah. or something like that? Yeah, ballpark. Um, and then they got back to do concerts. But, like, yeah, it's just... They, and this stuff holds up. And how how much of this? I hate to even associate them with like the rap rock rock. Yeah, it's a, they invented a genre like, that nobody know, could touch. Totally. Nobody. It's not. Yeah, they, they're untouchable in terms of what they do. It still sounds fresh now, and like, and I don't even know how that's possible because um, they're all just really great musicians, I suppose, or not even musicians, just artists. Like they're they. It just it worked well when it did, um, yeah. and it was a, a recipe for. For the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, quite honestly, right. what it was, and that I know that's what they had their eye on when they first started. Of course, yes, that's, that's totally, totally gone for that. Uh, yeah. Roscoe, so you, I know you're a big Tom Morello fan from a guitar work standpoint alone, but sure. we know you're a big Tom Morello fan. I mean, he's a I'm handsome Vin Diesel. Diesel, handsome yeah. Vin Diesel, guys. That's the best of my case. Roscoe, take it away on, on Rage and, and, and the members if you want, whatever you want to do. You voted for him to get in, so what do you think? Yeah. Uh, but said, I mean, I think it's a good point about like maybe uh, I don't think it was by design, but breaking up when they did was you know like how many times have we said like, well, fill in the blank hasn't done anything good and how <laughs> right not just tonight like we're not talking about the bad Rage Against the Machine record because there, there isn't is one right. Uh, Carol King's going on fifty years now for God's sake. <laughs> Dan shaking my fist. <laughs> Tapestry was great though. <laughs> Great record. Man, a couple touch points today. Carol King, the boss. I mean, oh, it's been great. But no, I mean, Roscoe, how, how good and how unique is what Tom Morello does with the guitar, especially when it came out? Well, I mean, Tom Morello's idea was he, and this is his, his words, he viewed himself as the DJ in the band. So, like, this is essentially this, like, this is a like a rap group, but with instruments, so he's the DJ. So he tried to make, like, the sounds that he heard, like, 80s. From a, town, from a turntable or something. Scratching and the mixing and turntables and all that. He he did that with a guitar, and he's just done, done things that I believe he's the first. He, I don't want to get too technical, but so, like, so guitars have pickups, right? There's these electronics, and that's how the, the sound gets out to the amplifier. So some guitars have two pickups, and there's a switch where you can flip back and forth between the pickups, and the pickups have individual volume controls, right? So one can be, you know, whatever. So you can, it's not like my guitar doesn't have that. I just have, it's the volume is the volume, whatever pickup you want. But he built this guitar where the, the pickups have individual volume controls. So he turned one all the way up and one all the way down, and then had this switch where he flips back and forth. And it's the same effect as when you see the uh, thing, thing with the record. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's going back and forth between, so he's like, cutting it and then going back and cutting the sound and going back to sound. So he figured out how to do that on a guitar. Right. Revolutionary. Right. Like who, who would even think of that? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's just one example. He's, he's just, he, it's always impressive when someone can take an instrument that everyone or a lot of people know how to play and make sounds with it that no one has ever made. Yes. Uh, or, or sense. Right. Um, and then put that guy in a band doing music that no one's ever heard on pop radio before. And to Dan's point earlier, you check all the boxes of like, how do you get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? By not trying, but being virtuoso at the same time. Right. Yeah. 
All right, let's wrap it up with this. Who do you think will get into the Hall of Fame? Does everybody have their list of that? I I, I do. Roscoe, do you have a list or is it in your head? I can get, I can stop. Dan obviously felt like the, his was the law, so go back an hour ago and y'all <laughs> will know Dan's. Um, I can get us rolling for a second. Why the hell not? So I think mine is really effed up, frankly. I But I, I don't really trust them. Um, I think we're going to get Foo Fighters. I think we're going to get Tina Turner. And then I think Jan Wenner is going to pull some absolute mayhem. And they're going to do Iron Maiden, Carol King, and New York Dolls. And that stinks out loud about New York, <laughs> no about New York Dolls. Oh, wow. Wait, Carol King and New York Dolls? And Iron Maiden. And I oh. think... Oh, Jesus. They're going to do a whitewash with all the wild cards, huh? Yep. What a class. Yep. Yikes. That would be I just think... I don't have any... Tr- I, when they didn't put in Rage and LL Cool J and Dave Matthews, like they, I, they're capable of anything. And it's usually not good. Anyway, who's got their list? I can do it. And, and I think we should, uh, I'm probably going to prepare this, but just before we sign off, we should throw, I had a couple snubs I wanted to uh, oh. throw out. Oh. Uh, there's one one major one. You can't talk Hall Induction without Dave Matthews, man. Snubs. <laughs> you have to talk about Dave Matthews? Yeah. Okay, sorry, um, Russell. So, all right, the two who I'm going to vote for, I think, are getting in are Tina Turner and Jason. I think those two get in. I think Foo Fighters get in, despite my objections. I think the Go-Go's, for what I said before, I think mm, that's... That's a great call. That's a lane that has not been filled, and it's, it's a great call. And then, you know, I think I've been sold on Carol King. Now, after tonight, I'm going to say I think Carol King gets. Uh-huh. Wow, zigging and zagging. <laughs> yep. Yes. I did. Well, I actually did have, Gab, your thought. I think the the Iron Maiden thought, like, it's kind of like, you know, we're saying like you can't put them in because there's a, a million people like them already. But like, maybe you do put, maybe they do put them in because there's a, but like these are the kinds of people. Yeah, that's the playbook. Guys yeah, like Iron Maiden get in, right? I, I hope that isn't how they go, but I could see that too. But I'm going to go with uh, Carol King as my. As okay, my who are your snubs? Oh, you want me to do the snubs? Yeah, the hell. I'm going to throw you stats on water. I'll just name a couple. Well, Soundgarden, obviously. I mean, my love for Chris Cornell though is no bounds. I talk about them a lot. Soundgarden certainly. Um, uh, Pat Benatar. Oh yeah! Oh wow! It's just an egregious. Uh, uh, I think we all can agree on that. Yes. Yeah. I think I spent 20 minutes vamping about her on this podcast last year because she was nominated last year, yeah. and we didn't know if she was going to get in or not. And like, she was one of mine, who I huge fan and whatever. Yeah. Pat Benatar should be in. Uh, I didn't realize. I should have realized. A tribe called Quest is now uh, eligible, and if we're putting in hip hop icons, uh, absolutely. They should probably be in there. Let me throw you some stats and see if you can guess who this is. I want to tell you about a group that has four different platinum albums, including one diamond album. Now, a platinum album is a million copies. You know what diamond is? Five? Ten. Ten million. Wow. They have one album. Actually, went up to 11. So it was 11 times platinum, one of their albums, obviously. One number Kid one. Rock. Uh, they have six Grammys. Um, they are a group that no longer performs, although all the members are alive. They just choose not to perform. And they are a group that if they went on tour, well, if you could go on tour, if they got back together, would sell out any venue in the world at the drop of that. Destiny's Child. Not at who, who this is. Destiny's Child. Not Destiny. <laughs> Destiny's Child, do they even have four albums? Let alone four. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is... Outcast. Ooh. 
Wow. Yeah, outcasts are like, and that's one of those like, not only do they have all those credentials, but I didn't realize they had them. So like the uh, speaker box, the Love Below sold 11 million plus. It's amazing. Yeah, everybody had that. Outrageous. Um, but like, that's also, we talk about originals, right? There's no one. Like, yeah. like Outcast sort of started this whole Southern trap sound, but then, but those guys don't really sound like Outcast. Right. Uh, kind of spoke from them without really sounding like them. So there's another, like, um, a, a group that is original, that has their own sound, that is wildly commercially successful and beloved and has all the award bonus mm-hmm. days and all the record sales that you want. Like, that's a Hall of Fame act. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something to look forward to because you have to think that they'll be uh, that'll be fun to have them in the conversation. Yeah, and they're close too. They're been, they've been around longer than you think. Um, oh, think. No, they're 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 eligible. Oh, they are eligible. Wow. Okay, my bad. They're eligible. There you go. Yeah. All right. Let's end it with this, Cindy. Who you got? Who's going to get in? Who the rock and roll fan going to land in for you? I think I agree with Roscoe um, on all his picks, actually. Always smart. Usually a good idea. Yeah. I mean, he swayed me on the Go-Go's. I would say Shaka Khan, but now I'm like, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's, yeah, I think that works. All right. Well, if the Go-Go's get in, y'all heard it here first. So there you go. We have one. We can't keep each other's minds on one. All right. That's such a lame concert at the end of it. Like the Go-Go's and Carol King. And <laughs> Turner can't perform really anymore, I don't believe. I think, I think she's Tina 81. Will, first of all, she's 81. Second of all, hologram Tina Turner will be there. Third of all, I could see Tina Turner being like, you know what? Screw you. Here we go. Proud Mary. And it'll probably Roll be pretty it. good. <laughs> Wheel or old Um Yeah, okay. Uh, hologram? Yeah, how hologram Tina Turner? She's not dead. <laughs> she has I a mean, documentary coming out uh, on HBO next month, FYI. Well, it's well time for her Hall of Fame induction. Yes. So That's going to be great. Good for her. Probably yeah. in cahoots. Anyway, all right. Let's press stop on this. Let's keep it going in terms of the after show that no one else is invited to. What a bonanza tonight for the 2021 Rock Hall of Fame nominees. A lot of good content. FilmbusterFreestyle.com. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got. Cindy, take us out, please. Bye.